Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. Oh my God, so many breaking news items that happened over the weekend. Um, I'm actually recording this on Saturday from Deer Valley. We do not return until late Monday night, so I'm doing this on Saturday because it's snowing very hard. So we're staying at our place here at Stag Lodge, not too far from the montage, but we're not staying at the montage. Um, really having some fun, gonna get into all of that in a minute. But first I wanna say, after I go through the hot topics, I have a really interesting interview I did with a woman who wrote a book called Duped about how she almost married the man that was not who she thought she was going to marry. He was a pathological liar, a narcissist. Um, but she also goes into what to look for and why people do this, which I find the most in interesting part about these con men that, um, you know, that we've seen similar stories to. So before we get into that juicy interview and about that book, so we land in Salt Lake City on Thursday. And as it's about an hour from um, Park City, Deer Valley area where we're staying, which is where all the skiing is. And of course, Salt Lake City is where the girls of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City live. So I was doing some stories and just as I mean, I barely got it on my phone, um, I saw an ad for Beauty Lab. So I put it on Insta Story, and I said how I was going to go to Beauty Lab, how I was going to go to Mary's Church. These are, if you guys aren't watching Real Housewives, I'm talking about all the girls that are part of it. And I wanted to go to Meredith Mark's jewelry store, and I was going to get some Vita tequila, and I was going to try to find out what Jen Shaw's real job was. So I did hear from Heather Gay, who is the owner of the Beauty Lab place. And I'm recording this on Saturday, but on Monday, I am going to meet with her and get something done. I don't know, probably just something like, probably like a really great like facial or something. I'm not going to do anything too crazy and then get on a plane. So um, anyway, I'm excited to see the lab. I'm excited to meet her in person. I know that they just started filming, I believe. So this should be really juicy. If you did not see the reunion, it was pretty entertaining, more entertaining than the whole season. Kind of like what people were saying about Southern Charm. They did like a, a little episode after the reunion that was like them just being funny and ripping on each other. And people were like, God, why couldn't we have seen this more all season? But I understand it's their true lives and what was going on in their true lives during COVID and the protests were, were just that. So, um, but with Real Housewives of Salt Lake, they filmed it before COVID. They were filming it like um, fall of 2019. So it's been a really long time. And there, the, what was going on was there's this woman, Lisa Barlow, very pretty woman. She owns a vodka. She's been PR. I don't know. She's had a lot of different businesses with her husband. And Heather, which I will hopefully find out, was just really unhappy with her and was trying to say that she was not a good friend to Meredith. And she's like, well, Meredith and I have been friends for 10 years. Meredith was kind of wearing a strange outfit. It was like a strapless tuxedo dress but it had one sleeve but they made them wear these weird colors to go with the winter theme they had to be like into the rose orange theme i don't know um but all their hair and makeup looked really good i will go with okay so meredith who is very pretty and she's about to fall asleep in the corner and she's like um i'm absolutely disengaging in this i don't know why people are saying that Lisa's not been a good friend to me. I haven't realized that. I do know that this 
Stas and I, my husband, we've gone through some really difficult times and we're stronger than ever. And anybody that wants to try to pick that apart or tear it down is not a friend of mine. And Lisa's like, exactly. I never said anything about it. And Heather just kept saying, but you weren't a good friend to Meredith. And I'm so confused by that. So then I started to look into it. And I guess people think that Lisa Barlow is somehow a secret producer. I don't understand. You know, we all know how these shows get started. For example, Real Housewives of New York. The producers found Jill's number and gave them Ramona's number, gave them Bethany's number. Um, I think she had met Luann, but maybe Luann had already been talking to the producers. The point is they kind of find one woman who's sort of well-connected, and they're like, who do you think could be right for it? So when Heather says, you recommended me for the show, and Lisa's like, yes, I did, I don't know that she really has a producer credit, or was she maybe the first one that they got? And in doing it, she was smart enough to say, hey, if I'm going to help cast you, cast this thing, I want to be a producer of it too. But does that mean that she was a producer in that she was really helping with storylines in the final edit room, choosing what was going to be um, aired and what was not? That is kind of where I have the question because I could see her getting a producer credit but not being part of the actual day-to-day producing of what goes on. For example, flipping out, um, our girl Jenny Poulos was, was a producer but I don't believe that she had any say in the final edit or anything. Otherwise, I don't think that show would have ended the way it did, right? So that's what I kind of want to find out. Maybe we'll, I'll get more info. Um, but I'm excited to meet Heather. I think she's a dynamic woman. I think this Beauty Labs looks really cool. And she's divorced and she's Mormon. And she's very hurt by not being Mormon. So some people thought maybe she has it out for Lisa because Lisa is a converted Mormon who still, I believe she drinks. So she's order, always ordering these big Diet Cokes, but she does have a liquor company, but I don't know if she actually drinks it. But she's very into her religion and, you know, has a great marriage and two great kids. All of them have great kids. But, you know, anyway, is there some type of jealousy or insecurity in the fact that she was able, that she's able to, like, be Mormon and still have fun and be married? Because it seems like Heather misses being included in that Mormon life, even though she feels she no longer fits in it. So that part was really interesting. Then our girl, Mary, who is the woman who married her grandfather's, who married her grandmother's husband, her step-grandfather, 20 years ago, has like a 17-year-old son and runs this church that her grandmother started. And they have too many homes to count and all these businesses And people were like, wait a minute, you know, where is she getting all this money? Well, she said something kind of interesting, and I sort of now understand better. She's like, you've seen my church. It's small. There's no way I could live like this off of those few of members. Now, I don't know how maybe the members prior, you know, back when the grandmother was there, maybe the grandmother accumulated accumulated a lot of money from the church back then and then put it into legitimate businesses, which are now – providing the lifestyle that we see on Mary's back. I don't really know, but she did kind of make some points in that, like how much money could I possibly make? I mean, the, the church isn't even full and it's small and it's one parish. I mean, Joel Olstein, you know, has like mega church and all that. So I, I don't know, but, but they did find a tape of her scolding her congregation audio 
of her saying, you're poor. It was my birthday, and I only got eight birthday cards. I'm assuming there might have been money in those birthday cards, and she expected to get more money cards, almost like, I don't know, a money dance at a wedding. She said, that is me, because Andy assumed, like, you're obviously going to defend that this is you. It's so horrible. And she said something like, it was taken out of content. She meant context. Um, in the Bible, Jesus calls Gentiles poor or something. I don't know. Listen, I went to 12 years Catholic school. Um, we studied both the Old Testament and the New Testament. So I really don't remember any kind of scripture like that. Um, but she did start to cry about her husband. She said, I married him because my grandmother felt bad because when my grandmother married him, he was 20 years her junior. So he's only 18 years older than her. Um, and Andy goes, well, wouldn't it make more sense that he marry um, your mother? And she goes, no, my grandmother wanted one of the granddaughters to marry him so he could have a full life with someone who's in fact younger than him since he suffered with me who's, and I was older than him. Then she starts to cry and tells Andy that she hasn't been intimate with, with him for years. They sleep in separate beds, which isn't that big of a deal when you're dealing with someone that's that much older than you. But then she starts to cry and she goes, every single Chanel bag Robert Sr. bought me. And to me, that is love. That is love. Marriage is horrible and hard. But I have Chanel purses. And every single one he bought me. Now, I don't know where that money comes from. I don't know how many businesses we have. I don't know how many houses we have. But I do know how many Chanel bags I have. And I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm so happy, Andy. I'm really, really happy. We have a really, really happy life. Very, very bizarre. Some people feel like keep her on, you know, providing she's not stealing, you know, from her church or, or taking advantage of the church members more than 10% of their income, which I know a lot of churches do. Um, I, I don't know. I'm intrigued. Let's just say that. Um, okay. So, okay. So then I think that's about it. Oh, and then Jen Shaw, the woman who has nine assistants, nobody knows what she does. Heather says she does something in, in marketing or whatever, and she's enjoyed fun nights at Tal in Vegas with her. We still don't know. And Heather seems to have not forgiven Jen Shaw for all the screaming and the fighting and everything that she's done in her erratic behavior. She now kind of was saying that she sort of has a mental, I don't want to say disability, but she has some issues that all stems from her father dying and that the husband didn't go to the funeral, but he did go to the wake, but the funeral was on a Saturday, but it was a home game. So couldn't he have made it? And, you know, fans are kind of debating. Whatever. The husband seems like he puts up with a lot. Should he have gone to the funeral? Sure. But funeral wake, some people feel like one is, is sufficient for both. I don't know, but the girl is a little screwed up and I hurt. Thank you. 